This morning we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 31, and we're going to read two verses of Scripture this morning. Two verses of Scripture from the text of the virtuous woman. Proverbs chapter 31, starting in verse number 30. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her works praise her in the gates. This morning, I just want to bring those two verses out and talk about blessed are mothers who fear. Blessed are mothers who fear. And it's from a very uh, familiar, uh, if you've been in church any time, a very familiar text. It's preached on a lot on Mother's Day uh, from Proverbs 31, especially starting in verse 10 through 31. And um, I don't know if you know this or not, but verses 10 through 31 are actually a poem and every characteristic of the virtuous woman is begun by a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And so this was done on purpose to kind of set it up in poetic form. And the writer of Proverbs is basically praising the woman who praises the Lord. And so he strings out, I don't know how many pearls it is, maybe 22 more than that, pearls or points, characteristics of a woman, of a mother, of a grandmother, who fears the Lord. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. And so we're going to answer a couple of questions. Number one, what is the fear of the Lord? Um, what does it look like to fear the Lord? And why should a person who fears the Lord be praised or be honored? And so let's first of all start with the question, what is the fear of the Lord? Um, there are, in the Bible, if you, if you read from the Old Testament to the New Testament, um, you'll find that there's basically two ways that we fear the Lord. Uh, number one is what I call a terror or being scared to death of God. Um, and, and that is not a good, healthy fear of God. It, it's not at all because it, it's usually brought on by sin. Um, a lot of times, um, I'm terrorized, you know, by God whenever I'm in sin, uh, because, you know, I, I think, well, he'll never forgive me. I, I don't deserve to go into his presence. Well, I don't deserve to go into his presence, but because of what Jesus Christ has did, did for me on the cross, I can go into his presence with confidence. And brothers and sisters, that is a blessing. And I know I can go into his presence with confidence and ask for forgiveness. And when I ask for forgiveness of sin, he is a loving and merciful and gracious father. And he will do what? He will forgive me based on what John said in 1 John 1, 9. He is faithful and just uh, to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And not only that, but a lot of people are taught to, to live in terror of God. Maybe it may be by a, a very domineering and very harsh father. Uh, I, I don't know uh, what your situation might be, but it's not good to look at God like this. It's not good to look at a loving and heavenly father, if you are his child, and look at him in terror. It's not good. The second way in the Bible that describes a fear of God is a respect-based fear. When we see God for who he is, we see his character, we see his being, we, we recognize his ontology, his, his mightiness and his omniscience, his omnipresence, his omnipotence and, and all of these things. And, and that should produce in us a healthy attitude of respect for God. And, and, and that's the way it is a lot of times with parents. I mean, I, I remember, this is what I remember. This might mean, may not mean, mean nothing to you today, but I remember when my dad would take a nap, we dare not tread in the bedroom. For we feared waking up 
my dad. In fact, whenever I would have to go into his bed, I would literally tiptoe in the bedroom uh, because I had a healthy respect for my dad. My kids, on the other hand, I remember being woke up by my kids throwing things at my head, just like this woman. I remember one time I woke up and Mia was at the edge of my bed just staring at me. I don't know what she had behind her back. Okay, anyway. But, but that's terrible. But, but we should have a respect-based attitude for our Heavenly Father. That pleases God, our Lord. It pleases Him. We have that respect. Let me give you an illustration like this. There are two places in the United States of America um, that I love to visit anytime I can. Anytime I can do it, um, I love to visit the Grand Canyon. Y'all know that. I've said it many times. And y'all are like, here we go again. No, 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 but, but also Niagara Falls. I don't know if you've been to um, Grand Canyon or Niagara Falls, but they are just awe-inspiring places. Um, I, I like going up to the rim of the canyon. I mean, not too close, mind you, because this is a respect-based fear, right? I, I like going and just kind of gazing down to that canyon. And it's, it's just unbelievable to me. And, and I know people say, well, it's just a big hole in the ground. It's a big hole in the ground, but it's a mighty big hole in the ground. Can I get a witness this morning? Huh? Um, but I have a healthy respect for the Grand Canyon. I don't get too close to the edge. Um, I also like going to Niagara Falls, and I like just standing as close as I can, you know, to the rail and just watching the power, I mean, and the beauty and just the magnitude of Niagara Falls. And hopefully, Lord willing, we'll be able to go there this summer, and, and I want my kids to see it. And just, I hope it makes them feel as small as, as it makes me feel. Uh, I don't run away. I don't run away from the Grand Canyon. I don't run away from Niagara Falls, but I stand in all, like I said, of the magnitude, of the power, of the force. And I also don't show my contempt or indifference by jumping in um, above Niagara Falls into the water. And so a respect-based fear for the Lord brings blessing. It brings joy. Because we see the Lord for who He is, and we see ourselves in light of who He is. We, we, we see His holiness, His righteousness. And yes, we even see His wrath. And, and praise God, I am, I am saved from the wrath through Jesus Christ. But we do know that our Heavenly Father does discipline us. But we also stand in awe of His beauty. And isn't the Lord beautiful? Isn't He beautiful? I mean, the Bible describes Him as beautiful. His mercy, His love, His graciousness, and His forgiveness. And whenever we see God for who He is, His being, his love and his mercy and all of these things, it should produce in us a healthy, respectful fear of the Lord. And whenever we have that healthy respect for Lord, for the Lord, it, it keeps us near the heart of God. Now, not, not, not perfectly because we're human beings and we sin, but it, but, but it keeps us near the heart of God. It keeps us from sin. It, it produces a right perspective of God and it produces a right perspective of life. And it is my prayer for my congregation that we not, like in uh, Exodus chapter 20 verse 18, when, when the people stood afar off from God, whenever God was giving His law to Moses, and the people were so terrorized because of their sin and their grumbling and their complaining, they stood afar off, but man, Moses was just moving into the presence of the Lord God. And I pray that as Christians, as brothers and sisters, as a congregation, that we will not stand afar off from God, but man, that we will move into the presence of God with boldness, but yet with humility. And I pray 
I pray that we will never be contemptuous or indifferent to the Lord God. Let's go back to the Grand Canyon. Just give me one more trip to the Grand Canyon before we end this morning, okay? I remember we went to the Grand Canyon with with some of uh, my in-laws, Jill's sister and her husband and their daughter, and all of our kids were with us. And boy, that that was a barrel of monkeys, I'm telling you. Um, but, But I remember we went to the South Rim, and I wanted to show my in-laws, you know, the Grand Canyon, and it was a side trip. Yes, it was a side trip. I told them, I said, look, we got two hours. We got two hours, and we got to get back in the Sprinter van, and we got to go, man. We have got to go. And I said, so we got two hours. And so we got out, we went out, and, and, and on the South Rim, if you've ever been there, there's a little finger that juts out, you know, from the canyon wall. And, and it's probably about that wide. I, I know some of y'all have been there. You probably know what I'm talking about. It's about that wide. And out on that finger, and I don't remember how many feet it goes out from the canyon wall, but out on that finger were two men. And they weren't just standing there. If they would have just been standing there, okay, they're crazy. But what they were doing is is they were doing exercises, and they were filming it with their their phones. One guy was doing jumping jacks. The other guy was doing push-ups or something like that. And and so the first thing I want to do is just turn away because I thought something bad is about to happen. But then I pulled out my phone, and no, I'm kidding. Anyway... I said, some, so what I did was I got my sons and I, I pulled them close to me and I said, you see those two guys out there, guys? I said, if one of them loses their balance or they become disoriented, they're gone. Nothing can save them. Not any amount of agility will be able to save them from falling down into the canyon. And I said, guys, that is foolish. That's foolish. And a lot of times we treat God that way with contempt and indifference. And I believe that's where our society is today. You know, we we read God's Word and something rubs against our sensibilities or our emotions and we automatically treat God with contempt and we reject Him. And, and, And brothers and sisters, we can't enjoy God when we're like that. In order for us to enjoy God and to admire God and to worship Him and glorify Him the way we should, we need to have that that respectful fear. And also, we need to recognize who He is and who we are in light of that. And then when we do that, we will have peace. We will have hope. And we will have the joy that belongs to the children of God. And what I'd like to do, I would like to just read down... Uh, through some scripture. And a lot of times on Sunday morning, we don't, we don't, we're here to study scripture and we don't like to read a lot of scripture. Um, but I'm just going to read down some scripture that talks about the fear of the Lord and what that fear produces. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 13. Isaiah 8, 13. The Lord of hosts, let him be your fear and let him be your dread, and then he will become your sanctuary. Psalms 25, verse 14. The friendship with the Lord is for those who fear him. Did you hear that, church? The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him. He makes known to them his covenant. Psalms 34, and verse 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fears him, and then he delivers them. Psalms 103, verses 11 and 13. As the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love to those who fear him. As a father cares for a child, so the Lord cares for those who fear him. Two more. Psalms 33, verse 18. Um, The eye of the Lord is on those who fear him and who hope in his mercy. Psalms 147, verse 11. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and those who hope in his mercy. And so to apply that back to Mother's Day this morning, blessed is the woman. Blessed is the woman, whether you be a mother or not, 
whether you be a mom or grandmother, blessed is a woman who puts her hopes in the Lord. Not her hopes in earthly accolades or earthly, you know, treasures or material things because these things will pass away. Listen, brothers, we all know, we all know that these things pass away. Am I right? And I'm going to go back and I'm going to give you a very silly elementary, you know, illustration we've all heard a million times ad nauseum. You can't take it with you. You cannot take it with you. I have never seen someone laying in state down here in the church and then you have a wagon attached to the casket with all of their things attached to it. You can't take it with you. You cannot take it with you. And so her hope is in the Lord God. It's not predicated on um, being, you know, faddish or fashionable. And there's nothing wrong with being fashionable. Um, I mean, nothing, I mean, I mean I'm, 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 I'm such a, a guy of fashion, right? There's nothing wrong with fashion. Um, she does not uh, predicate her life upon things or fashion or fads or the fear of culture, but she fears the Lord. And because she fears the Lord, she has a steadfast hope and a steadfast peace and a steadfast joy. And what does this produce in a person who fears the Lord? Let me just give you a couple things, and I'll close with some application and a challenge to us. Um, In verse 25, a person who puts their fear in the Lord um, is not given to anxiety. Uh, Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. And so she's not anxious about the future. She's not overly concerned where she's paralyzed about the future, even the future of her children. And, and, and one thing that our sinful hearts and Satan will do is, is Satan will try to tempt us uh, to fear and to become overly anxious about the future of our children. Now, now I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I, I, I give in to that a lot of times. I, I really, really do. I, I fear for my kids' future. And it's like I've told you all a lot. I just want to take all of my kids and put them right here in my jacket and not let them out until they're 30. I've told you all that a lot. But now I've changed it to 35 or 40. You know, I'm training my girls not to get married until they're 90. And you know, I say, well, they'll, be, they'll probably be dead by... Exactly. I mean, I, I really do. But the praiseworthy woman looks to God and she looks to his providence. And sometimes, and I think you'll agree with this, sometimes I think the hardest thing in my life has just been taking my kids and doing this. Am I right? That's hard. That's hard. But he is a good God and he is sovereign. And he is in control. And even though I don't understand it, he loves my children more than I love my children. Proverbs 14, verse 26, In the fear of the Lord, one has a strong confidence, and his children will have refuge. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? She is not anxious, um, but she is wise. In verse number 26, and I'm just kind of giving you, you know, just an example, just a sampling. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is, is on her tongue. And, and a woman who fears the Lord, is she perfect in, in seeking wisdom? No. Is she perfect in, in seeking understanding? No. No one is perfect, but she seeks wisdom. She doesn't seek the wisdom of the world. She doesn't seek the wisdom of Oprah Winfrey. She seeks the wisdom of the Word of God. 
And that makes her morally strong. And you see this in verses 10 through 31. A wise woman who puts her fear of the Lord uh, becomes morally strong. And let me just say something. If there is something that our kids need in a pornified world is a parent who remains morally strong to the end. And not only that, but she is trustworthy. Verses 11 through 12. She is a trustworthy woman. And so, a woman like this according to Scripture, is to be blessed. And you say, Aaron, why should she be blessed? Well, because it honors God. We, we honor God by honoring those that honor Him. And, and yes, we do this you know, uh, you know, provincially. We, we, we know that, that people aren't perfect. But yet, if a person is honoring God, we are to honor them. And whenever we honor them, we know that, that the, the ultimate honor and glory goes to God and God alone. And we praise Him by praising something that exalts Him. And if your mother finds sanctuary and strength in the Lord, honor her. Honor her. If your mother sought the face of God and His wisdom and His understanding, and she's no longer with you, give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. Give thanks to the Lord for that. And not only that, but it honors mothers. And before it can honor our mothers, our praise must be articulated to our mothers. And this is my challenge this morning. I just want everybody to listen, okay? And then we're done. Our praise must be articulated. It must be expressed. It must be shown. C.S. Lewis, in his reflection on the psalm, said that praise is not merely the expression of joy, but the consummation of joy. It's not just the expression of joy, but the consummation of joy. And what Lewis meant by consummation is to express it. Whenever we express our joy, that is the consummation. We need to say it loud, we need to say it clear, and we need to say it now. Now. Don't wait. Say it now. God has given you this precious time. God has given you this season. We don't know if we walk out these doors what our, you know, we don't know if we will live past today, but today God has given you the moment. And I wouldn't even be offended if you would pick up your phone and text your mom right now and tell her you love her and you honor her. That wouldn't offend me at all as long as you zero back in on me. Amen. But I challenge you this morning. If your mother is a godly woman and she's not perfect, all of us know your mother and your grandmother are not perfect. We understand that. We get it. Honor her by loving her, telling her. You say, well, Aaron, I'm I'm not a person that, that expresses, you know. No, just tell her that you love her and you appreciate her. You know, I think about my mom, and I wish that my mom could be here this morning. My mom's still living, um, but because of health reasons, um, uh, she cannot attend worship service a lot on Sunday mornings. And I really, I really wish my mom was here this morning. I really do. And I took my mom for, for granted for many, many years. Many years. And, and I, would, I would like for every student and every child to hear me out this morning. I know I'm just an old, ugly, red-headed pastor who's, I'm an anachronism, I'm old-fashioned, I'm, I'm a fuddy-duddy, um, but I would just like, I would like to 
you know, rent your attention just for a moment, okay? Let me lease it for a minute. I really took my mom for granted and both of my parents um, because of familiarity. Familiarity can breed a lot of contempt. It really can. That's true. And that, it's a smart thing to think about. And I went off to college in Virginia, and my mom would work, I mean, from like, you know, uh, two o'clock in the afternoon in a department store, you know, till midnight closing. And my mom had health issues then. And I took that for granted. I regret that. She worked herself to the bone so that I could go to college out of state. And then my mom um, moved my grandmother, who I loved, uh, but she was a feisty woman. Jill, no, Jill had a chance. I mean, she can be hard sometimes, boy, I'm telling you. And she moved them into their house. They gave her the best bedroom in the house. Um, they set her up a little apartment. And my mom cared for her mother almost 24 hours a day. And I know that my mom's health broke because she took care and honored her mom, who feared the Lord. And it was then I began to realize I don't honor my mom like I should. And I should honor her. I should praise her. I remember my mom, when we lived in Florida, would go into the projects on Saturdays and visit all day long so that kids would ride the bus on Sunday morning to church so they could hear the gospel of Jesus Christ all day long. I remember she would faithfully teach children's church. And for those people that teach children's church, believe me, you are going to get a huge crown in heaven. Amen. And a big glass of purple Kool-Aid and cookies. And, and graham crackers. Um, and goldfish. Can't forget that. Um, those things are so nasty. Um, and... And to this day, when I talk to my mom on the phone, and she'll say, well, you know, what's your, what's your week like? And I'll say, well, it's going to be a busy week. i got a wedding this week. And, and she said this to me last night on the phone. I said, i got a wedding to go to, you know, way down in the middle of the state, and i got to be back. And, and she, said, she said, well, if you need us to take care of the girls, we will. And I know she doesn't feel like it. That's the kind of woman she is. So my challenge for you today, student, child, honor your mother. Honor your mother. You say, well, you don't understand. My mom wouldn't let me do this. My mom wouldn't. Does she fear the Lord? Has she taken care of you? Honor her. Honor your mama. God will bless that. You say, well, my mom was not a very honorable woman. Then forgive her.
then forgive her. Maybe you ought to call her today. And just tell her you love her and forgive her. It's hard to end a service like this, isn't it? It really is. But I want to give you something that's probably going to be a little bit more tender. I hesitate to say this, but um, a pastor who is challenging his congregation on Mother's Day leveled this challenge. And I think it's something very heavy, and it's going to be heavy. But I think we need to think about it as we leave. The pastor said, if your mother was to pass away tomorrow in the funeral on Thursday, what would you wish on Thursday you would have told her today? It's heavy. But I think sometimes we need to feel that, right? Amen? Honor your mother. Honor your mother. Moms, seek the fear of the Lord. Seek the fear of the Lord. Don't fear the culture. Don't fear your children. A lot of times the worst thing we can do as parents is fear our children. Don't fear your children. Mothers, don't fear your husbands. Your priority is to fear the Lord and to seek his kingdom and his righteousness and everything will be added unto you. Do not fear your husband. Do not fear your children. Do not fear the world. Do not fear this culture, this ungodly culture, but you fear the Lord and seek his kingdom. And as Ruth said, He'll take care of your kids. Honor your mothers. In the name of the Father, Son, and the blessed Holy Spirit. I tell you what let's do. Let's just have a time of prayer uh, before Brother Clay comes and, and leads us out. And I know that we, I risk, every time I do this, someone says, well, that was risky. Well, I'm going to risk again this Sunday because I'm pastor and y'all pay me to be pastor and I'm going to do it anyway. Amen? If you've got a mom here today, a grandma, why don't we just have a time where we just go to them, put your arm around them, and uh, tell your mama or your grandma that you love them. You say, I can't do that today, Aaron. Well, thank God that you had a godly mother a mother that feared the Lord, okay? And then we're going to sing, and then we're going to go home, and we're going to celebrate our moms. Amen? Thank you for listening to this sermon from Edwards Road Baptist Church. We hope you are meaningfully involved in a local church, but if you aren't, we would love to have you join us on Sunday mornings as we worship God and hear from His Word together. You can find more information about our church by visiting our website at edwardsroad.org.